This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. What's up, everybody? This is Trey Biddy with Hogsports.com, H-A-W-G Sports.com. What a time to be a Razorback fan, right? Diamond Hogs advancing to the Super Regional with a dramatic win over Nebraska. The football team, the 15-month dead period is over. They had a big visit weekend and more to come on that. The basketball team just added a transfer addition. We're going to talk with Danny West and Curtis Wilkerson today because we got a lot to get to. We're going to answer your questions as well. All that and more on Hog Sports Live. Before we get started, I want to express my condolences to the family of John McDonald, who passed away at age 82, led an incredible life, and to the Razorback fans who followed him and enjoyed the success that he brought to the Razorback track program, 40 national championships, uh, but John McDonald passes away at age 82 after a dramatically incredible, full, wonderful life. Great Razorback right there. So switching gears, well, first I got to remind everybody, plenty of ways to watch and listen. Of course, you can always tune in on Facebook Live. If you haven't followed the page, be sure to follow the page right now. Uh, Also available on YouTube, be sure to hit the like button on both those platforms. Follow, subscribe, hit the notifications bell so you're notified anytime we upload uh, new videos. Also available on Apple Podcasts. If you haven't thrown us a five-star review, go ahead and do that now. Also available on Spotify, Stitcher, anywhere else you can pick up to find your favorite podcast. Hogsports.com is just $1 right now for your first month at HAWGsports.com. And you're going to want to use that because there's so much going on right now with Razorback recruiting and, of course, baseball and basketball stuff. A lot of good stuff happening. Charlie Welch, Kevin Copps, Heroes, (laughs) Casey Opitz, all those guys. What a great game to watch. I mean, it took a while to get going. But, you know, what's kind of funny about this whole thing None of that happens without that ball hitting uh, Christian Franklin on the foot. <laughs> I know the announcers thought it was uh, it was an acting job, but that ball hit him on the foot. But uh, I, I'm going to go ahead and jump right in with Curtis because we got a lot to get to with Curtis. For those who don't follow him, uh, Curtis handles uh, most of our basketball and baseball content, recruiting as well, does a fantastic job, has been really busy as of late with everything going on. But uh, Curtis has been with us about a year now, and uh, – couldn't be happier with his addition to hogsports.com. And if you want to follow him, it's at Kurt Wilkerson underscore. Hey, Trey. On Twitter. Hey, Curtis. I was just letting everybody know how busy you are with uh, with everything going on with basketball and, uh, of course, baseball. And, and you were there for the uh, for the regional and uh, and saw Charlie Welch knock that ball out of the park. And, of course <laughs> – I'm just a just a just a dramatic. I, I don't know how many time how many different videos I've seen. I've seen at least two, I guess, of uh, that scene played to uh, the Titanic music with Celine Dion, which is <laughs> incredibly fitting. What are it, your impressions was, of everything that you saw yesterday and and over the weekend? Oh, it was it was unreal. You know, it's it's just first of all, it's just so nice to see Bob Walker Stadium packed again. 
and you know, yeah, it is. the you know the the enthusiasm the energy from the crowd i mean that's been that's been pent up that's yeah. been building up and and they really unleashed throughout the weekend even for njit who became you know the adopted <laughs> the adopted team of fayetteville they, mm-hmm. they weren't playing arkansas so you know it was a it was a great weekend and you know, listen, Arkansas was on the brink going into this game yesterday, and uh, there was some nervous energy in the ballpark. It, it, there really was. And, you know, Nebraska comes out, and they take a 2 to nothing lead, and, and, you know, you obviously feel good about turning to Kevin Copps, but, man, it's the third inning. So early. <laughs> so you're just wondering, you know, how, how good of a feeling you have about things, and, you know, there's a lot of strikeouts, and, you know, when Opitz popped that solo shot in the fifth inning, it, mm-hmm. it, it, it was almost like it flipped a switch in the stadium and and really after that they're still down a run but i kind of felt like all right they're gonna get this done Mm -hmm. and it was crazy there in the eighth inning you know you talked about that moment and you know christian franklin what a great at bat i mean he had struggled all weekend and he finds himself down you know behind in the count again and battles back there and you mentioned the ball off his foot and he winds up working a walk and then he scores the go-ahead run on a wild pitch so the place hasn't even settled down from that yet mm-hmm. and then welch just goes up there and launches Love one it. so it was uh it was pretty impressive it just goes to show you this you know this team it, it it's it's insane the way that they just continue to respond with you know through adversity backs against the wall behind uh, it just doesn't matter they just continue to find a way so it, it's been really really impressive and going to be another good weekend with uh, NC State coming to town yeah so uh, this 11 out of 12 for for Razorback baseball and um you know always, the thing that that kind of frustrates me a little bit about baseball sometimes is the best team doesn't always win you know it's like yes. two out of three times a lot of times the best team will win uh, it's just a higher percentage than, than like in other sports. Like in football, you know, if you're the better team, a lot of times you can just kind of poke your chest out and feel pretty confident. But, you know, so many things can go wrong in baseball. And But at the same time, the whole time I'm watching the game, I'm sitting there thinking, something's going to happen. There's going to be a moment here. Like I never felt like Arkansas, even when they were down the whole time, was going to lose. You just always felt like there's going to be a moment here that pops up at some point that we're all going to be talking about for for years to come. And, uh, and it happened. Right. And uh, – it was beautiful. It was fun to watch. So, uh, what 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 do we know about the the NC State game? Is that Friday or is it going to be Saturday? Is it Friday? It's the series is going to start on Friday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think five o'clock Central Time. The first pitch for that uh, best of three Super Regional. It's going to be really interesting. You know this this NC State team kind of flew under the radar a little bit. They got off to a rough start. They were one and eight to start ACC play, and then I I want to say that they finished league play either 18 and five or 18 and six. So they got red hot. You know, they just went down to, to Ruston for the regional and they went three and Oh, and, and they weren't even really challenged against, you know, an Alabama and Louisiana tech team who Arkansas both, you know, they won both series against those guys, but both of those teams took a game from the Razorbacks. So they're, mm-hmm. they're coming in here. They've got four or five guys hitting over 300 in the lineup. They've got some power. I think they're up over 80 home runs on the year. Uh, pitching, maybe not you know on the on the same level as we saw from a team like Nebraska, but they're formidable. And what's interesting about them, they were about 500 at home this year. They're 17 and three on the road. So it'll be an interesting series. I've seen people say, you know, you can't you got to rest cops on Friday. Who cops is now nah. 11 saves and 12 and 0. Also. <laughs> um, but he, the guy's just a machine. I mean, what, when, when, when does he? When does he? When do you pitch him? It, I, I pitch him 
whenever you need him. I mean, it's just, <laughs> it's, it's unreal. And, you know, we keep asking Dave Van Horn about it and he just, he just gets this grin, you know, in the corner of his mouth and he can't even explain it. You know, he, yeah. he said the other day, Hey, the cops is just a different cat. He's a different dude. And it's true. You know, you, you cringe sometimes. I mean, he threw 185 pitches over the weekend. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he's just different than everybody else. He, he's got different arm action, uh, and, and you, you just use him differently than other teams use their relievers. And so it's it's a bit unorthodox, and it might make you uncomfortable. But and you talk to cops after the game, and he's just like, "Hey, you no, know, I, I feel better mm-hmm. as the game goes along. I, I wasn't coming out." So maybe it's the beet juice. I don't it know. is the beet juice, Curtis. <laughs> and I've been I've known about this for. A couple years now, because I stay on top of all that kind of health stuff like that. But the science you is real. It as soon as he said it, you told me. Yeah, the science is real behind beet juice and how it like increases like the oxygenation or whatever of your blood. That's not the proper term, but um, like the the secret is, I think it's like two hours and twenty minutes. That's supposed to be like the sweet spot before athletic competition. Do it next time you go out and run or something like that, Curtis, or anybody out there listening. To set it you know do two hours and 20 minutes before you run and see if you don't put together your uh your best performance to date all right curtis i I hate to say enough about baseball because i mean we could talk forever about (laughs) everything that's going on it's 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 fun to be really good at something yes it is um but i want to flip you over to basketball because just a little while ago arkansas got some good news out of the transfer portal the importer strikes again this time with trey wade and this guy has been all over the place from UTEP to junior college to Wichita state. What can you tell us about him? And was this something that you, uh, you kind of saw coming down the pipe or a surprise? Well, it's, it's really interesting. I, I, I would say I was half surprised. So a, a few days ago I was talking to a source and it was just trying to figure out how they felt about the team. You know, you've got two scholarships open at that point. Guys are back for summer training camp. How's it looking? And the, the vibe seemed to be, you know, that they've, they felt really good about where they're at, but would like to maybe add some help on the backboards with rebounding. Mm-hmm. And so I immediately went, to, oh, oh, cool, bring in a big man, right? And, and then I was cautioned that that rebounding help could come in, in a variety of shapes and sizes. And that's really exactly what you get with Trey Wade here. So, mm-hmm. you know, a six six undersized power forward, uh, he's tough, he's physical, he's athletic enough to where he can get out and run in transition, he can defend on the perimeter and, and, and not hurt you out there. So really, uh, another one of those additions that Eric Musselman just, just loves with these guys who are 6'6 six, six to 6'8, six, mm-hmm. and they can do a variety of things, and, and he really fits the mold for that. And it adds you know some depth to a front court that you kind of wondered if it was a little bit thin going into the season. So it, he's going to kind of be a blend between – uh, you know, maybe what you get out of out of uh, Kamani Johnson with a little bit more perimeter pop. He's he's a guy that can stretch it out from three a little yeah. bit. He's not going to light you up, but thirty percent or so, you got to respect it. Uh, but you know, an interesting pickup. I I know you know some people out there were looking at you know some of the the bigger, more high profile, sexy names. But in terms of what Arkansas needed uh, and what they were seeking, I, I think they're getting exactly what they were looking for in Trey Wade. It, it's a nice addition. Curtis Wilkerson joining us again. You can follow Curtis at Kurt Wilkerson underscore on Twitter. And I, I, so this happened just a little bit before we started the show. And so I, I was, I watched a little bit of his video, but yeah, he can step out and shoot the three. I'll say what stood out to me, you know, we get fixated on height a lot, but 
what I thought stood out just watching his videos, he's a guy, at least it looks like, has really long arms also, and that obviously helps yeah. in the rebound, rebounding department. But uh, Absolutely. what do you average, like six six rebounds a game the last couple of years total? Uh, see, 5.4, mm-hmm. and I got my notes all mixed up here. But, yeah, about six rebounds per game. So that's been kind of one of the, the one things, like as far as like, I don't want to say like criticisms, but like the one things like why Arkansas is maybe 10th and not – Fifth is people, you know, kind of look at that front court a little bit and say, you know, maybe maybe could use a little more depth right there. So, you know, there's a guy that can can add stuff. By the way, Curtis, um, Eric Musselman is having his uh, uh, day one uh, camp, day one camp or whatever for uh, for the kids and stuff right now. My daughter's there, right? Well, she just wrapped up and ended at twelve. She's in the morning session. But uh, she, she got better today, and she's yeah. probably going to have plenty of energy when she gets home. <laughs> yeah. She said uh, uh, Jay Will's working with them, who she called Will Jay. <laughs> oh, very cool. <laughs> I <Yeah>. love it. <laughs> yeah, tall John legend. But uh, she's working, yes. and uh, Devo Davis is, is working it too. And uh, this was hilarious, but a buddy of mine said that uh, he went to pick his kid up, and I, he's a good friend of mine, and his son is eight. And I mean, you have never seen a bigger basketball fan than this guy. Like, I'll go over to their house and he's watching the 19, you know, or 2017 slam dunk contest or something like that, you know, just always. And I always, you know, he'll just like, I don't want to say wearing me out, but just always talking Razorback basketball. And it's, it, and he said he went there and they're like supposed to be doing this defensive drill or stuff. And, and he goes in there, and he and he's just, you know, I can see him. And he's just like wearing out Devo. And then somebody else, somebody else told me that their kids like didn't even know like a camp is actually going on. They're just over there trying to trying to talk to the players. So really cool deal for the kids to to be able to do that. Uh, I guess that runs tomorrow, and then they've got some other camps coming up. So they're doing all that stuff right now. Um, so nice addition from the basketball team and and Trey Wade. Maybe a little unexpected. They've still got a spot left, don't they, Curtis? They do. Yeah, they, they still have a spot left. And, and I'll be very interested to see uh, what they do with that. You know, at, at the last couple of years, they've held a scholarship open. Uh, and that could be something that they, they very well could do again. I mean, you now you take a look up and down that roster, and I'm going to work on the, the scholarship distribution and depth chart and things like that a little later this afternoon. But uh, you kind of wonder at this point what you need. So mm-hmm. uh, it'll be interesting. I, I could see him holding on to it maybe for a little bit here. And as some of these early entrants into the NBA draft, uh, you know, decide maybe they need to come back to college for another year. And then you can poke around there and, hey, if, you know, if the right thing pops up and, and something that you can't turn down, uh, pounce on it, jump mm-hmm. on it. And then, you know, if it doesn't, then I think they've got plenty of depth to get by with an open scholarship. So, you know, whatever they want to do, however they want to approach it, they're going to be in pretty good shape. Now, Curtis, looking ahead to the class of 2022, we just ended the 14-and-a-half-month-long uh, recruiting dead period. So Arkansas had some visitors come in uh, right away uh, at the start of June. What what, what happened uh, with the visitors, and what can we look forward to as far as visitors coming in? Yeah, yeah, it was a busy week. I mean, they, they focused heavily on the in-state guys right away. Uh, we've, we've talked about that 2022 class of, of in-state guys until we're blue in the face, and there's good reason for it. They're good. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, Darian Ford, the combo guard, four-star, top 50 guy out of Magnolia, he was there on the very first day uh, alongside 6'11", center out of North Little Rock, Khalil Ware. Both those guys shared their official visit time together. Uh, you know, all indications are that they really, 
really enjoyed it. And, you know, for Eric Musselman, you know, June 1st had to been like Christmas coming around. Mm-hmm. He, he, probably, he lives for that. So, uh, you know, it sounds like the presentations that they had and, uh, you know, the guys being able to sit in on some of those training camp practices and just getting some face time with the coaches and, and the players and the staff, it's so important. Mm. And, you know, all indications are that those visits went well. Joseph Pinion, uh, the, the lone commit right now in the 2022 class out of Morrison, he came up and, and on an unofficial visit and kind of shared some time with those guys, did a little bit of recruiting there himself. So that was really good to see. And then another, you know, top 50 guy, four-star wing, it's actually the Gatorade Alabama High School Player of the Year, Barry Dunning was in town as well. Uh, I think he got in on town on the second and stayed through the fourth. Uh, he came down and he really enjoyed his visit. He actually uh, went with his family to the NJIT game, the baseball game on Friday. And I got a chance to catch up with him down there. And, you know, we were, we were in the middle of a, of a little bit of an interview there and Christian Franklin hit a game tying home run. The crowd was going crazy. And, Obviously, you know, him, him taking the initiative to, to get a ticket and get in there uh, mm-hmm. and experience that, that, that weighed on him. So I, yeah, I think because he, he really can't do that. He, he can't just, you can't just give postseason tickets away like you can it, normal, like it, a normal baseball yeah, game. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that speaks volumes about, you know, the time that he had on his trip. Mm-hmm. And he was a guy who'd initially said that he was going to wait and commit on, in January, I think January 13th is his, his mother's birthday, one of those deals. He's bumped that up. So mm-hmm. he's, he's announcing on June the 30th he's going to go to uh, Memphis and Ole Miss between now and then to take a visit. Uh, I, I like where Arkansas stands there for the moment. So uh, very good stuff there with those guys coming in. You had Layden Blocker, who's a, a, going to be a really good player, a 2023 guy uh, who came in for an unofficial visit over the weekend. He enjoyed it as well. There's a little bit of a break here. Uh, and then we get closer towards the end of the month, and you got just another run of these talented prospects coming in. You got Ramel Lloyd, Lloyd yeah. uh, four-star guy out of California. Jordan Walsh, uh, another highly ranked four-star guy. This one from Texas, Kajani Wright, the five-star big man out of California. So, uh, and, and Richard Isaacs, another guy, a, a point guard, and he's pushing five-star status. So uh, another guy that's coming in at the very end of the month for a visit so they just keep rolling them in and you know building off the momentum of what was a great season last year okay picture this it's friday afternoon when a thought hits you i can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever or i can hop into my all-new hyundai santa fe and hit the road with available h-track all-wheel drive and three-row seating my whole family can head deep into the wild conquer the weekend in the all-new hyundai santa fe Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time 
every time or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Those are the kinds of things you got to watch out for in recruiting. Buying your own ticket to a game. You know, when recruits come in and, like, bring their whole family with them and stuff like that or make a second trip on their own dime. Those are the kinds of things that, you know, the – the cues you have to watch for uh, in terms of seeing a guy's real interest in a program. All right, Curtis, that was great stuff. Appreciate you joining us. Of course. I can't think of anything else. To, uh, we got to get to Danny West. We got to get to Danny. We got so much recruiting stuff. So Yeah, he's he's got yeah. a lot to say too. We probably all should have just came over and brought our microphones and done it together. Yeah, <laughs> just <laughs> crammed in here in the frame <laughs> nice and close. No, yeah, they were left to the restrictions on COVID, so we would have been fine. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. All right, Curtis, appreciate you joining us, man. Yep, no problem. Have a good one. Thanks. All right, everybody, that's Curtis Wilkerson. Just one more reason that you need to sign up for Hog Sports for $1 for all the basketball recruiting news, all the stuff he covers with baseball, and then, of course, Danny West, who we're about to get to as well. So, Danny has been with us a lot longer, 10 times longer, I guess. Danny's been with us for well over a decade now. Um, everybody knows who Danny West is. When you talk Razorback recruiting, you can't talk, you can't not talk about Danny West. So he's been busy. Arkansas had a ton of visitors coming up this past weekend. You can follow Danny at Danny West two four seven on Twitter. Danny, hey buddy, how you doing, brother? I'm doing good. Just sitting around drinking beet juice and watching Charlie Welch highlights. Yeah, you What's are. <laughs> You'll be ready to go in about two hours and twenty minutes. Let's do it. <laughs> Well, uh, we've been talking a lot about the baseball game with, with Curtis, who was there covering it. But uh, sure. your thoughts, just as uh, just as an observer watching the game? Oh, man, just incredible. You know, dude, I didn't have a very good feeling about that game yesterday all day long. Mm-hmm. Like one of those, hate to say it, hogs going to hog setups, you know, where yeah. you go all year with the greatest team in history of the program, and maybe they just might run out of gas come up a little bit short but lo and behold man uh, charlie welch and kevin cops i yeah. mean they just they they did it all year and they did it again last night so shouldn't be all that surprising honestly it's uh just incredible how how many times they can keep it up you know i think they were six and oh in rubber match games yesterday going into the game four and oh in, in game threes after losing game twos which essentially was the setup yesterday so now five and zero in that situation, you know it's just it's really impressive, man. Yeah, I I love the up and down momentum and and you know the roller coaster and yeah. you know people used to always tell me you know calm down you know it's just a game and stuff but that's what I want I want to, I want to live and die sure. on on yeah. on the game and you know feel nervous and anxious and pace around bite your fingernails all that kind of stuff. Um, I had a buddy of mine in our, one of our group threads who sent, you know, he's like, believe, you know, and it's got a picture of him, you know, in his Razorback shirt with the mustache on with, you know, the, the Razorback slugger. Um, and uh, then, you know, part like, you know, partially through the game when they're trailing, he's, he goes, uh, he goes, we're like that golfer who uh, grinds it out in, in the qualifying round <laughs> to, to make the tournament and then misses the cut. Uh, when he finally makes a tournament and just like, what, what yep. happened to the believe guy, you know, but that <laughs> yeah. roller coaster is, it's so much fun. It's what, you know, sports are like you. a movie. A lot of times it just, just watching it unfold. It's just, it's, it's just, it's fun. And especially when I'm not, in, 
I'm not in that particular group thread, but some of the group threads I am in. Yeah, you sent been, me some green screenshots of some of the stuff lit. that your, your, your buddies <laughs> Baseball brings out the best in some of my buddies. Wow. And the absolute worst. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so great. Yeah, you got some buddies with a lot of worst. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a lot of worst. Yeah, but uh, but funny. So you released your, your confidence meters, so... What was it? Seven or eight recruits who came in town this past weekend? Seven. Seven. Uh, basically, yeah. uh, they had another guy from from Hutchinson Community College. I'm not sure I would even classify that as a as a true uh, targeted player, to be honest with you. So I I'm going to stick with seven. Right. So some so of the great content that Danny does is you know we have a crystal ball uh, where experts from around the country, you know, team site guys like Danny, regional, national analysts, predict where they think players are going and then just last year or so we added a confidence meter to that so it's a crystal ball but you know it's an eight confidence meter or is it a three so Danny went through with all those guys and spoke to all of them uh, just to get their their thoughts but you can read every single one of these on all seven visitors uh, Danny West all article free. yeah and we ran all these for free so um, rare free content but a lot of the content like if you want to see his crystal ball stuff and the way we kind of do that you know stuff that's going to get out we'll run for free stuff that other people might have we'll run for free but things like danny west crystal ball predictions and stuff that ain't free that's stuff we put a lot of extra work and and effort into um so danny i just wanted to get your overall impressions of the weekend what you thought about uh maybe who's some guys to watch uh coming out of this weekend of course miles rouser i think the the best thing that we heard is with Miles Rouser is that he feels very firm with his Arkansas commitment right now. For those who don't know, he's a safety out of Michigan, uh, who is Arkansas's number one recruit in the class right now. Yeah, that was big. I'll, I'll start with that. Miles was really impressive. You think about it, Trey. That's quite a leap of faith for a for a kid from Detroit. Yeah, it is. Right. To, I like to, how you uh, say Detroit. Detroit. That's that rise, kind of like a, you know, down in July. <laughs> in Detroit in July, it gets hot. <laughs> yeah, you ever been down around Deep Queen in July? <laughs> anyway, uh, that gum, right? <laughs> Miles Rouser. Oh, that's good. Yeah, super good to uh, to keep him firmly committed to Arkansas, and and uh, I thought he was really impressive. And I I'll tell you this, I think he's really helping with Anthony Brown, uh, the athlete oh, yeah. of. Um, Island, Tennessee, big time, heavily recruited kid that they also want at uh, at safety. You know, I thought it was interesting they would bring out the big guns this weekend. You had Jalen Catalan, All American safety, hosting this guy. You had uh, Traylon Burks hosting C.J. Smith, the wide receiver out of Florida. So, you know, Arkansas knows what they've got in those two, and they they put them to work this weekend. But Anthony Brown out of Island, um, Tennessee, last week. Uh, and a quick note on the on this confidence meter story. It's not so much um, uh, de facto crystal ball prediction. Some of these guys I haven't even made a, right. a true prediction on yet. This is just kind of where I think Arkansas's right. confidence For is. For crystal ball, you don't want to make a pick because you're stuck with the pick. You can only change sure. the confidence right. meter, so you don't want to make a bad mistake. But, yeah, I, I get just for our readers where your level yep. is. But some of these guys you do have – you do have crystal ball picks. That's right. Correct. Yeah. And, uh, and I note that when, you know, when like it's possible. But Tomeway Durioje. Did I nail it? We're going, I'm going <laughs> Durioje. Durioje? Yeah, yeah, that's, that's a tough what one. I would go with. But, 
you know. I made I made uh, Randy Rainwater say it on the air. <laughs> do you have a clip of that by any chance? <laughs> it, should, it should be on SoundCloud. <laughs> yeah, it should. Anyway, going back to AB, uh, I had it at a six going into the visit, and that's kind of the idea of the story. You know, let's see how the, the visits might impact where I think they stand with them, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, I'll give you one example there. Anthony Brown I had at a, a six going into the visit. Coming out of it, the new confidence meter that I've got says eight. Mm-hmm. So I think Arkansas uh, was already in a good spot with Anthony and, and further improved their chances there. And then, you know, I don't want to give it all away there, but there's a few more guys that I increased on. A couple of them stayed the same, you mm-hmm. know, just nothing nothing huge, nothing significant. And, you know, I guess the good news is none of them dropped, right? Now, there right. are some, Trey, that, uh, you know, some of those four-star guys – uh, like the Emory Jones, Jones. kid. I'll, he was kind of I'll a late addition. With you. Yeah, out of Baton yeah. Rouge, yeah. I think he's probably going to LSU. Yeah. I mean, we don't try to paint a picture where Arkansas's chances are much greater than what they actually are. So mm-hmm. I've got that at a, a low confidence overall. But, yeah, it was a fun story. I think it's uh, something I'm going to continue to do uh, prior to the visitors and then afterwards so, oh yeah that'll uh, be something fun. else to, to look forward to there yeah a subscriber should enjoy that anthony brown is a shade under four star status out of uh milan milan tennessee i'm not sure even sure how to say that uh his his top four right now would be according to our interest levels on 24 7 sports arkansas indiana alabama and michigan state all reporting offers uh on those originally from Detroit himself, Detroit. Right? So uh, oh. that, that's the connection with Miles Rouser. And, of course, you bring in uh, uh, Benton Butler, the uh, recruiting coordinator. Yep. Uh, you know, some Detroit ties there. So a lot going on with Michigan right now. It's kind of a, as I've called it, a geographical oddity, this class. You know, they're just spread out. You talk about the kid from uh, Delaware. I mean, we've seen commitments come from South Carolina. I think they're going to be in a really good spot next week. I say next week, later this week, with Manny Powell, mm-hmm. linebacker out of Canton, Ohio. Uh, when's the last time you've seen anybody ar- uh, sign with Arkansas from any of those places I just yeah. mentioned there? So it's just kind of a weird class, man. But Anthony Brown, as you said, he's a big-time player on both sides of the ball. He's, he's played quarterback, receiver. DB, which is where Arkansas wants him, and, and I think he's a, a really good one there. 6'2", 192, just one of those guys you can do a whole lot with in the secondary. So you've also got uh, coming in this weekend Bryson Hurst, Patrick Kutis, um, offensive lineman Patrick Kutis out of Memphis, and Bryson Hurst, uh, offensive lineman out of – or excuse me, Kutis is a, listed as D-lineman. Uh, Hurst is listed as a as an offensive lineman. So uh, three at least coming in, and, and obviously that – can change throughout the week and we've got some camps coming up too what's the what's the camp schedule we need to be paying attention there's a lot going on i mean finally the dead period is over and recruits are coming in every single weekend and these next few weeks we got camps razorback camps. that's right well uh, first i want to say i've I've buried the lead here Uh, the biggest story Mm -hmm. so far today is is jalen white arkansas is now up to 12 in-state offers trey for this year's class yeah they offered the safety I would call him more of a hybrid guy. Uh, he's about 6'2", 210, maybe 6'3", out of Little Rock Parkview. Uh, kind of one that, you know, when people ask me, is there going to be another one in the state? He was always the first one that came to mind, to be honest with you. So uh, not surprising. If anything surprising, I think maybe a little bit surprising that it took this long, yeah. uh, to be honest. I when mean, when did that offer happen? 
uh, this morning. Okay. Uh, so very, very recently within the last hour or so, I would say. So okay. anyway, um, just talking to coach Bolding a few minutes ago and, uh, maybe LSU might be close to close to offering Jalen. So keep an eye on that. He's, he's definitely emerging as one of the better players in the state going into a senior year. So, uh, just wanted to make a quick note of that. And your question was football camps. Yes. Football camps. Yep. So, uh, next Monday, uh, will be the first one, I think. Well, you know, I don't, I don't really count the youth camp on June right, 12th. Right, right. So <laughs> I won't be in attendance for that. No, yeah. but, uh, yeah, June 14th, 16th, 22nd and 24th are the 707 and lineman camps. So that's uh, grades nine through 12, mm-hmm. um, spread in between there on June 17th through the 19th. You're looking at a uh, high school camp. So a three day camp is what we call it typically. And then the specialist camp on the 20th, that's grades nine through 12 and, and postgraduates too. So if they've already graduated, they can still come in and, and compete there. That's on June 20th. So, you know, I guess to answer your question, a uh, week from yesterday, next Monday, will be the first camp mm-hmm. uh, in a really, really long time. So yeah, well, Pittman's first I'm camp. I'm looking forward to it. Pittman's first camp as a head coach. That's right. Yeah. That's right. I hadn't even thought of that. Yeah, but, which, by the way, it was great to see Pittman there at the baseball game. And then, of course, the rally Muss right behind <laughs> Dave Van Horn. Muss was, was losing coaches. his mind. Yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> Did you see it? Yeah, yeah. Oh, he's great. Fantastic. I think he and, and Dave are, are really – really good for you yeah i saw, so I saw you mention cool that yeah it's yeah. good to see all right brother appreciate you jumping all right, on all right yes sir we'll see you all right everybody that's danny west best recruiting man in the business and i don't just mean arkansas i mean other states should be envious that we have danny west to cover recruiting here at arkansas again it's just one dollar right now for your first month a lot of stuff going on and we're going to have coverage of all of it switching over a little bit to football real quick we got to talk a little football that's my area but uh, I did a midseason depth chart. I did a midseason depth chart. So, like, I already did a game one depth chart, and I did a midseason depth chart now. So, just to kind of like project what might happen by the middle of the season. So, you can check that out at hogsports.com. I, I'll say I didn't make a whole lot of just dramatic changes, but I made a few things that I think are fun. Like, bumping Keetron Jackson up to the first team by midseason. I look at Keetron Jackson, wide receiver. You know, Mike Woods, he's gone. But Mike Woods is gone, so that opens up a lot of things. But Mike Woods started as a freshman. Traylon Burks, Trey Knox, they all started as freshmen. Keetron Jackson's rated higher than Knox or Woods was. You know, so from a recruiting standpoint, it makes sense that maybe he's a guy that, to watch uh, to possibly move up eventually. They need him to. What else did I do? Oh, I moved uh, – I love Dalton Wagner, by the way. I think Dalton Wagner's pro future resides in professional wrestling as the son of The Undertaker. Takias Crawford is a guy that I could see possibly emerging and overtaking that right tackle spot. He just did some really good things in the spring. Now, he was hurt the second half, but I think that might be a situation to watch. The offensive line is pretty – I mean, they returned 45 of 50 starts that were possible last year. But, you know, just kind of for fun, keep an eye out for Takias Crawford. Uh, defensive line, I didn't make any sweeping changes. I've got John Ridgway starting. Linebacker, the only thing I would say to watch out for linebacker because I feel pretty confident you got Grant Morgan, Levi Draper, Bumper Pool, Hayden Henry. Those are going to be your, your top four linebackers. Now, they're all seniors, and two of those guys could come back and use a COVID shirt and come back if they want to. 
but they're all seniors. So to me, that's a little scary. So I, I, I would think that you would want to bump up some of these younger guys. We're just talking about to the third team. So, you know, you've got some guys like, um, you know, Andrew Parker or Dion Edwards, guys that are a little bit older. And then there's some young guys like JT Towers, uh, Kellen Burrell, uh, Christopher Paul, you know, some of these guys that are a good bit younger and you have to start thinking about the future. So when you have mop up duty one way or the other, or things like that, it might be a good idea instead of, and no disrespect to Dion Edwards, but it might be a good idea to, to start getting some of these young guys some action because they're going to be here another year and you're going to need those guys. So, so those are, you know, kind of the only changes I made there. Um, and then in the secondary, I made a couple of changes. I moved Miles Slusher up to the starting safety, uh, field safety. No disrespect to Simeon Blair, but I've just been really impressed with Slusher. You know, first of all, from his freshman year, because freshman safeties are scary. They're the, like the last line of defense. They all freshman safeties are 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 bad, really. I mean, they always make a game changing mistake at some point in the season when they're relied on. But we didn't see that out of Slusher last year. I was really impressed with what I saw with him out of the spring. I just think that it's just a matter of time before he either emerges at safety or possibly cornerback because I think he could play there too. And speaking of cornerback, I did move Kari Johnson up. Uh, to the starting left cornerback spot. Um, not that Hudson Clark isn't going to battle there. I just – I like Kari's ceiling a little bit better. I still think Hudson Clark plays for you a good bit. Um, and Hudson's got really strong instincts. I think that's been apparent. I mean, you, you don't get three interceptions with – you know, just by chance like he did in the Ole Miss game. But also when those instincts are wrong – I think we've noticed a little bit of an issue with recovery speed, you know, especially on like double moves and stuff. So uh, I think there's a window for somebody else to challenge him. Again, not that he's not going to be one of the top three cornerbacks throughout the season, but uh, I did move Kari Johnson up there, who's kind of an interesting guy because, you know, he wasn't heavily recruited coming out of Suffield Academy uh, up in Connecticut. He's originally from Boston, uh, but then Arkansas offered him, Georgia offered him, and uh, he played also as a true freshman too. So, just a few changes I made here and there. I think that's probably probably it. But you can read the full story. I went four deep, so there's there's some shifts here here and there throughout the thing. Uh, I took a look at the eleven enrollees also uh, that are enrolling this summer who didn't enroll early. You've got Landon Rogers, six four two fifteen quarterback. Uh, the good thing about Landon, you know, and he'll start at quarterback, but. What I like about dual th- recruiting dual threat guys that are big also, if it doesn't work out at quarterback, and he's a guy that's kind of raw, you know, you can always try him at something else, 6'4", 215, tight end. If he gets bigger, wide receiver – or, excuse me, wide receiver, tight end. If he gets bigger, um, you know, linebacker. There's a lot of things you can do with that. Obviously, recruited to play quarterback starting out too. But, uh, again, a guy that's, you know, needs some some development like most guys do but it's got a really big arm and got some good wheels and is an athlete. It's what you don't get with a pro-style quarterback. If you get a pro-style quarterback, you kind of stuck with them at that spot. Devon Manuel, 6'8", 300, another intriguing guy that's kind of raw, but 6'8", 300 is a good place to start. Aaron Outley, who is at tight end, 6'4", 255. Also out of Little Rock Park for you. Chase Lowry, 6'1", 180, cornerback. Solomon Wright, undersized, six foot two seventy defensive tackle. The thing I like about Solomon, while he is undersized, if you're undersized, you have to be extremely explosive, and he is that. He is really quick off the line of scrimmage. 
And Arkansas has brought in some defensive tackles before who are shorter, undersized, who didn't quite have that explosion, that fast twitch. Bryce Stevens, who just won the 4A 100-meter dash um, in Oklahoma, very fast, six foot 170 wide receiver. You know, Arkansas has got a lot of taller, bigger wide receivers, so it's nice to see a nice addition with, with a guy that's a, a little bit shorter and shiftier. Cole Carson, 6'5", 285, playing the smallest school level in Texas that plays 11-man football. I think he's probably maybe a guard, right tackle type. Keon Parker, a guy that I really like. I know Danny does too, 5'11", 173, freshman cornerback. He could impact early. He's got a shot. Cameron Ball, 6'5", 300, freshman defensive tackle. And Terry Wells, 6'4", 306, freshman offensive lineman who uh, I think is a left tackle. And then, of course, A.J. Green, another speedy guy. Now, A.J. did not win the 100-meter dash. He won it last time they ran it. I don't think they ran it last year because of COVID. But the year before, uh, he won the 5A state championship in the 100-meter dash in Oklahoma. Has a personal best of 10.38. But the dude who won it, the guy who won it ran like a 10-2 state record. <laughs> so uh, he didn't repeat as state champion this year. But uh, A.J. Green's a guy that could really impact him. Really has a shot. What else? I think we did it. I think we got to everything I wanted to cover, everybody. See your, if we got any of your questions here. Anything that we didn't cover. Joshua Shiver says, Kevin Copps. Call the cops, says N.P. Rich. Transfer from Wichita State for basketball, says Shivers. Will Lennox says Kevin Copps is the GOAT. I mean, he may be. <laughs> he very well may be. Not like I mean, people use that term a lot, but what he's done is unmatched. Riss Michael Mankin says, any rumors on the new tight end coach? Oh, we didn't talk about – we got to talk about that. So, Cody – okay, so – Okay, so Brad Davis is from Baton Rouge, okay, and I get it. Your family's from there. It's a rare opportunity to go back home, but it's, the timing is not okay, Brad. Uh, the timing's not okay. That's bad timing. I just, I just don't – I get it. It's your family, and it's hard to fault anybody for going home, but – we're just a couple months away from the season starting here. I mean, you just kind of screwed everybody. You just went through the spring. That's not the time to leave. You know, I I say the time to, to transfer is is the off season for players and stuff, but like not this this the timing is not good. And you know, Cody Kennedy is a guy that I always felt when Sam Pittman hired him, and you know, did my research, see what people said about him from his past and all that stuff, asked around about him. And really liked him based on that. And I, I like what I see from, you know, just from the interview that we had with him, you know, seeing him out there. And I always thought, like, okay, this guy is eventually got a shot to be Arkansas's offensive line coach one day. But probably a little early. Now, I'm the kind of guy that gives everybody the benefit of the doubt, right? I give every coach the benefit of the doubt until I make a decision on based on their performance, right? And so – you know, I did that with, um, you know, Jimmy Smith, for example. You know, this guy that didn't have a lot of ex experience. Sam Carter, uh, you know, didn't have a lot of experience. Love those guys. I think they do a fantastic job, not only as coaches, but also as recruiters. And I think Cody Kennedy is going to be that, too, for, as a recruiter. Um, I think the optics of it is a little bit like this guy's, you know, kind of green a little bit. Um, 
And offensive line, I always view like make sure you get very experienced, quality coaches as your offensive and defensive coordinator and your offensive line and defensive line coaches. And so Cody doesn't really check those boxes as far as like depth of experience, but I know he's passionate and I know he can recruit. Um, and I know Sam Pittman absolutely loves him. I just think it, you know, if this had happened after a year or so, maybe the optics of it are a little better. Um, but again, I'm not saying he can't do the job. <laughs> I'm not saying that at all. It's a bigger responsibility than the tight ends coach. Now we have to look at, you know, who's going to be the tight ends coach. So that's something that, that um, you know, I'm sure will be coming down the pipe here too. So um, I think it was a move that Sam Pittman probably saw himself making with moving Cody Kennedy to offensive line coach, but just earlier than he had anticipated it happening. So in the works, but it happened earlier. So um, – yeah, not the ideal time, Brad Davis, to leave a program for a competing program. And I get it. I know you may never get a chance to go back to Baton Rouge and your family's there. I understand it. It's a tough deal. But it's almost like the person that, you know, stops and lets somebody into traffic and kind of screws everybody behind them. You know, it's good for <laughs> – anyway, that's, that's all I've got to say about that. Moving on, I'm sure Cody Kennedy will do a good job. I'm not the kind of guy, again, that makes a decision on anybody until they've they performed. Chris Carlson says, I'm still pumped. I'm still amped up over last night. Yep, you should be. Will Lennox says, man, I wish there was last night. I wish I was there last night. Josh Smith says, great time to be a Hog fan. Trent Clark says, what a game. Titanic music was fitting. I love the Titanic music to it. Sling Dion can sing. <laughs> the Razorbacks came to play. Hard. Some players shine at different times. The transfer portal, says Isaac Riley. The transfer portal with basketball and football is crazy right now. Basketball is killing it. We pick Suey, go Hogs. That has to be the greatest part of watching a team, watching how they get hot almost in rotation. Someone always – they do. I love it. It does feel like the whole team – you know, baseball seems so, like, individualized in so many ways. You know, it's the pitcher and the batter and the catcher involved too. But – um, it does feel like there's a momentum that catches on, especially in college. Will Lennox says if Devo gets better from that three, that would be great. If, if Devo gets better from three, like if he start, if he can, if he like becomes a competent three point shooter, then look out. I mean, he could end up being really good. Uh, Eric E. Pachosa says, "Did you hear about legendary coach John McDonald passing?" Yes, I did. We we led the show off with that. Just a uh, – what an incredible life that guy put together and impact – the impact, man, and the joy that um, that he brought to people. Great Razorback. Nick Smith, Darren Ford, Khalil Ware, Joseph Pinion looks like another big-time recruiting class. It would be if that all came together. It's a lot of work to be done. Will Lennox says, what are some of the dates that Razorback targets are committing? I don't know if there's anybody that's on commitment watch right now. I don't think we, we usually – also, you know, you can go to the 24-7 sports database, and uh, if there is a commitment watch on the player's profile, there will be a countdown clock on it. Matula Majun, Wupik Sui. Ray Stapler says, what's the new buzz on the hill with the new with new recruit? We went over pretty much all that stuff. Go Hogs, Golden Eyes, Golden Isles checking in. Lisa Cup Hancock says, love listening. Love you listening, Lisa, Miss Lisa. Jeremy Dick says, how do you see running back depth starting out? Always love the show, Trey. Well, I think that there's an interesting dynamic there because you got most of the guys that are returning 
uh, are smaller backs that are that are you know fast, shifty. You, you know, you've got um, Traylon Smith, Josh Oglesby, T.J. Hammonds. Uh, so smaller guys there, and then you've got a bigger guy in Dominic Johnson who doesn't have great speed, but Dominic Johnson I thought had a really good spring. And then you've got these young guys. You've got A.J. Green and Rocket Sanders. So Sanders goes 6'2", 220, and can run, got a lot of good speed. And A.J. Green is listed at 5'11", 194. I, I would be willing to bet he's probably going to be a good bit over 200 uh, and can carry that, and it also has blazing speed. So I kind of see those guys eventually – you know, kind of creeping up the depth chart. I don't know if I talked about it on that midseason. I think I did. But um, I can see those guys kind of moving up slowly on the depth chart. I still think Traylon Smith starts for you. But, you know, I view Traylon Smith as, you know, a guy you want on the field in first down and, you know, third and long. And then I view uh, Dominic Johnson as a guy you want on, you know, third and short, fourth and short, you know, a guy that can move a pile forward. Because I do think Traylon struggles. You know, he packs a punch for a 185, 190-pound guy. But – you still can't make up for all that weight. So that's kind of how I, th- I see things shaking out. Just, you know, keep an eye out for Raheem Sanders, for A.J. Green. And odds are both those guys aren't going to be great running backs in the same class. You'd have to go back to Darren McFadden and Felix Jones last time that that happened. And those guys were also kind of similar size. Joey Mark says, was Devin Bush just way overrated as a recruit? It's just been injuries, Joey. He's had shoulder. So he came in, he played four games as a freshman, which were waste, uh, just terribly mismanaged by John. I, I, was, I was thinking, I don't want to say his name, but John Chavis and, and, and um, Chad Morris. Just him and Jalen Catalan were terribly managed for their – because, you know, you can only get four games, so they played them just like – special teams here and there or, uh, you know, at the end of the Ole Miss game when it didn't matter. You know, it's like stupid, stupid stuff. That's stupid. I can't say stupid enough about how stupid that was. And, of course, Devin Bush didn't like it and transfer, you know, entered the transfer portal. Sam Pittman comes back. He comes back out of the transfer portal. But he's just had injuries. He's had a shoulder. He wasn't live all spring. You know, he was out there doing stuff, but he wasn't live. So, uh, I would say pump the brakes on saying overrated or anything like that on, on Devin Bush, and let's see, you know, when he finally gets healthy, if he if he can finally impact the roster. Steve Culver says, what about special teams need to improve on that this year? Yeah, they put a lot of extra work in there. I'm not convinced yet. Um, you know, due to all the COVID stuff, I would still say, you know, give Scott Fountain a break on that right now. Um, but there should be no excuse next year. So if the special teams suck next year, then, um, you know, that's, that's a problem. I know a lot of people were down on Scott Fountain. I'm, again, I'm kind of like, you know, let's give a fair chance, you know, and, and with COVID stuff, players in and out, that can really affect special teams. So hopefully that improves dramatically. They spent a lot of time on it in the spring. Rick Dodson says, will the way Hog Nation fans treated the Huskers team and and fans come back to bite them in Omaha? I actually saw our uh, 24-7 guy over at, at Nebraska said, you know, it probably won't uh, – Omaha won't be a welcoming town. And I'm just like, Arkansas fans are going to take over Omaha. It doesn't matter what the locals think in Omaha. They're going to take over. They're going to take over like they always do. Omaha's, right? All right, everybody. Before we get out of here, sign up 
$1 right now for your first month if you haven't done so already. Plenty of ways to watch and listen. If you didn't tune in on Facebook Live, then catch it on YouTube. Maybe that's what you're doing right now. Throw us a thumbs up or a like on both of those platforms. Share with your buddies if you think they might like the show. Share it with your old man or your grandpa or somebody who uh, maybe is not technically savvy and they don't know how to get to it. Give them, shoot them a link or something. Let them, let them know how to, uh, to watch. And uh, also available on Apple Podcasts. If you haven't thrown us that five-star review, we'd really love to have that from you. Five-star rating and a review. Let other people know what they can expect. Really helps the channel. Also available on Spotify, Stitcher, anywhere else you can think of to find your favorite podcast. All right, turn it off right now and go to Apple Podcasts and give that review if you don't mind. All right, everybody, I want to thank Curtis Wilkerson for joining us. I want to thank Danny West also for his insight and appreciate all you guys for joining in and watching the show and ladies as well. And, uh, yeah, we'll be back with you guys next week. All right, everybody, this has been Trey Beauty with Hogsports.com. We'll catch you next time. We'll be right back.